Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to season two of Got Him, Coach. The show that doesn't believe in boasting and bragging. So we won't mention the 4,000 plus downloads and the fan base that stretches over 50 cities and 30 countries around the world. Because that would be doing too much. Now, here's your host, the mayor of the Four Point Island, Tyrone Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the building, man. I can only hit y'all with one yo today, man, because I'm... I'm, I'm legit still trying to get over a little cold that I just caught maybe about a couple days ago. I don't even know if it was necessarily a cold or if it was just my sinuses tripping as usual. But uh, I can only do one yo. Because if I do multiple yo's, it's going to sound really, 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 really bad. And I ain't trying to sound bad. I'm trying to sound as unsick as I possibly can sound, man. So uh, one yo this week. We're going to get back to the multiple yo's whenever I get back to doing another episode. Speaking of episodes and things that are transpiring within the brand and the show itself. Um, first off, let me let me start off by saying um, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the welcome back to the shenanigans of the show. That is got him, coach. Y'all already know who I am. Y'all already know what I come to do. So, uh, yeah, there's that. But it's more to it, man. It's more to it, man. Last time we, last time the boy was on the mic, it was literally a little under a month ago. April 30th to be exact. It is currently May 29th, 227 a.m. As I am currently recording at this particular time. So, um, there's that. But um, in the meantime, between time, man, it's 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 still it's still some things going on. Always tell y'all, just because y'all don't necessarily hear me on the mic, just because y'all don't hear, just because y'all don't see the new notifications of episodes up, does not mean that I'm not working. I am still working, still putting things together, still got things in motion. It's just that you know I'm I'm only one person, and I can only do so much. I can only do so much before, you know, I burn myself out and I don't want to burn myself out. 
I've had that happen too many times before where I burnt myself out from trying to do way too much. So to keep that from not happening, I can only I only focus on certain things at certain times. So not necessarily saying that the show has not been a priority. This is my baby. This is what's kind of got me to where to put myself in a position to do other things and showcase my talents in other ways. But I ain't gonna lie, you know, just just trying to come up with content for the show every single week has just been very, very tiring. And as I said, I don't want to burn myself out. I don't want to burn myself out because this is something that as it gets bigger, it's going to get it's going to get it's going to get hectic. It's going to get crazier and I have to prepare myself for that. So there's going to be some changes that is going to go on. Within everything that you you guys know about what's going on, let me first start, start off by saying um, I got some I got some things lined up for y'all, man. I got some some really really good, really good things lined up for you guys, man. And I'm I'm really really excited to uh, make these things happen. First things first, I know y'all probably wondering what's gonna happen with the Gotham Coach podcast, and don't worry, it's not going anywhere. But I want to fair warn people now, and you probably haven't been looking for episodes every week because I haven't legit been posting the episodes every week. But what I want you guys to start doing is start looking for bi-weekly episodes because I am changing the format from every week to every two weeks. This gives me all of the time in the world. I don't have to come up with content every single week. To the point where, where I come up with the content and I think I'm ready to to do the content And then when it comes to actually recording the content I just don't feel like doing it This saves me from having these moments Because it's been, man, for the past, what, two years? Two years? Two years, at one point I was consistent every single week Season two, I was probably consistent every week with the with the show for about six, seven weeks, and at certain at a certain point, man, it just it feel like the show starts to get repetitive because it, it seems like a lot of the things that I, I talk about are the same things that I maybe talked about from the previous week. So if I give myself a little extra time to you know kind of let things develop, let stories develop, um, the the content will be that much greater. So there's that. So. Um, I would say start looking out immediately. Uh, I want to get, I want to get to at least 20, 22 episodes before I end the season, in season two, and begin the work for season three. Um, so we gonna we we gonna we gonna grind these episodes out, man. We gonna grind these episodes out. We got we got a couple episodes that are kind of mandatory that I like to do within the the the, the frame of things, which is uh, motivation to get it cracking. And um, since my birthday is coming up in July, um, I do a chapter insert number of age um, episode every year. So this year I will be inserting the number 30 into that chapter because the boy will be turning 30 years old on July 14th. So um, that should be fun. 30 should be fun, man. 30 should be fun. I've been dreading it. I ain't gonna lie. I've been dreading it. I'm not ready for it. But um, 
I, I kind of came to a perspective, man. I told myself that the only thing that I can complain about going into my 30s is the fact that I haven't yet to buy my house. Then I think I've done pretty well for myself from years one, year one to year 29. Um, because it's a lot of people that's my age or older that's still trying to figure themselves out. And if the only thing I can say is, man, I ain't bought that house. I think I did pretty good. Like my my objective list for when I was younger was so big. Like when I say big, like I mean my objective list was like super big, you know, cuz I, I just I I, I dreamed for the for the, for the for the things that, you know, that are that that I would say everybody wanted in a sense, man. I um I just look at it and man, it's been it's been it's been one heck of a journey. I'm not even gonna front. It's been one amazing journey to um to 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 go into. Um, blessed, nonetheless, man. It, it's amazing. But um, so you know, I've been. I, you know what? I I found my mojo. I found my mojo. Cause like I said, I have been feeling kind of down. And you know when I. When I had to put it in perspective, man, I have nothing to feel down about because I'm in a very, very good spot. Very, very good spot compared to where everybody else said I would be growing up and all that other stuff, man. I am in a really, really good spot. Really, really good spot. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Exactly what I want to do, man. And, you know, a lot of people can't say that. A lot of people. Has the attitude of, you know, I'll just do whatever. But I legit can say that I am in a position that I've always wanted to be in. And that's like one of the greatest things ever. The greatest things ever when you can put yourself in a position to, to do something that you always love. And I didn't take the I didn't take the regular route. I didn't take the traditional route. You know, I, I studied. I studied in school for a little bit. But ultimately, I just. It just wasn't school. The school thing wasn't really wasn't for me. You know, I, I felt like the best way for me to learn and, and be good at my craft was for me to, you know, have to experience the trials and the tribulations. And that's what I did. I experienced the trials and tribulations of of building the brand. I experienced the trials and tribulations of hosting a, you know, hosting the show. Um, I'm probably going to experience the trials and tribulations of. Um, production with some of these things that I'm getting ready um, to start production on in the summer, but nonetheless, man, the best way for me, the best way for me to learn, and the best way that's always been the best way for me to always get where I want to go is I got to go through some trial and error first. And you know, you you got you got to see my trial and error. You got to hear my trial and error because that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, man, I want I want people to be able to. Feel like they grew up with me. I don't want to be able to come to people when I'm when I'm twenty thousand, twenty million deep fan base, and you know what I'm saying I'm making all the money in the world and I'm doing every 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 other thing that I want to do. I don't want that. I want y'all to experience the grind where I'm getting maybe x amount of uh listens on the show where i'm probably getting maybe five to seven to ten to twenty views on youtube i I want i want that grind i want people to you know be with me during that grind because you know that's that's the that's the journey that's the that's the beginning man that's the beginning that's when 
Everything is still fresh. Everything is still raw. You still learning. You still learning, and you know you it's, it hasn't gone to your head yet. And I don't want I don't want the fame and success to go to my head. I've never been a guy who really wants the the accolades and the glory. And I'm never gonna be that guy. I'm never gonna be that guy. I've been I'm too humble and too appreciative and too um, weary. Not weary, but I'm too. I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but I watch what's going on in the world too much. I watch how people struggle and have to, you know, do certain things. Maybe have worked two, three jobs just to make ends meet, just to make sure that the kids are taken care of. Like, I understand these things. And I never want to be that guy who puts people down for choosing the way, choosing the directive that they went. Because everybody has a choice. and But at the end of the day, it's not always the end, man. It's not always the end. As long as you got breath in your body, man, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm going to be in this situation. I'm going to be in that situation. And that's just what it's going to be, man. There's people 60 years old still, you know, pursuing that college degree. You know what I'm saying? People 85 years old still was. 10, 15 credits away from graduating from college and going back to school and completing a degree. People 40 years old who never got their high school diploma going back to finish their high school diploma. So, man, don't don't let your age or don't let your situation ever tell you that you're not able to do what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to as long as you got the the the, the grit and the grind and, and, the, and the know-with-all and, and the understanding to make it happen. So... That's me. There's my rant for the day. But um, look, I, like I said, I got some exciting stuff, man. I'm I'm really really excited, man. Daytona's perspective production begins at the end of next month, going into the early part of July. Um, it will. I, I'm gonna begin my production then. Um, it's a ten episode series where I touch on some of the most iconic things that I can think of. In my, what, 20 plus years of watching basketball and, you know, maybe my 15 plus years of actually studying the game and, you know, really understanding what's going on, who's who, what's what and all that. So it's going to be a 10 part series um, working on. Like I said, I'm putting together the um, the episodes now and um, can't wait to get that going. Uh, so there's that Then thoughts from the island that's going to be another production that's going to be taking place at the end of july um that's going to be another 10-part series don't really necessarily know what that particular episode is going to be about i want to showcase other talents besides my basketball expertise um i want to showcase you know i just want to showcase something different so i don't know if i'm gonna do something to the effect of um I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm still in the still in the loop trying to figure that out right now. Um, I think it's going to be imperative that I don't make it all specific basketball content, um, even though that's what I do. But, you know, sometimes you got to be able to switch it up a little bit and be more, you know, uh, all around for people to really, you know, maybe they be like, all right, well, you know, I ain't really feeling that, but I, I love this show. You know what I'm saying? So I'll catch that. So that's what I want to be able to do. So. There's that. There's thoughts from the island. There's Daytona's perspective. Um, sneak sneaker swag with Daytona. 
you already know what that is. That's just another um, variation of Don't Jock My Kicks, basically, where I'm going to showcase all the shoes, you know, shoes that I, uh, new pickups that I get. No, nothing too, nothing too crazy there. And then, um, that's what I'm working on, man. And then, you know, we're going we gonna to get ready for season three of Got Em Coach. Um, I'm actually thinking about actually doing video. So I have audio and video this season. I think that'd be dope. Um, just got to try to figure out how I'm going to do it the best way. Um, probably had to go get some more cameras and try to set that up. So, uh, like I said, man, the brand is moving. The boy be down in Vegas uh, in July for Summer League. Um, excited about that. Can't wait to see the rookies go out there and ball out. I'll be down there to uh, for a day just to watch some of the games, get my perspective on what's going on. Um and we're going to go from there. And then a WNBA game, I definitely will be going to one of those. Um, I did a I did a whole episode on the WNBA. Um, it made me very, very intrigued to actually go to a game and see, to watch the women ball. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love competition. I love to watch competition in basketball. I think it's one of the one of the best sports, one of the most competitive sports. Mano y mano. Woman y mano. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. It's a thing today. But um, I, I just love the competition. And I just want to be able to go to a game. Um, hopefully, I don't know by the time I get down to Vegas. Because they, they got a WNBA team down there. I don't know if I'll be able to check out a WNBA game down there. But I will be, if I can't check one out down there, um, I'll probably hit up the shot. Chicago is maybe about three, four hours from Detroit. Um, so I'll be able to, you know, try to get down to the shot and catch a WNBA game down there and see what it, what the, um, what the content, the quality is all about. Cause, um, you know, sometimes TV don't do you justice. TV, TV don't do you justice. Like I, I seen, I seen James Harden on TV many, many times, but when I actually seen him in person, it was like a whole different story. You know what I'm saying? Um, I seen Julius Randle on TV many, many times, and I thought he was just an average player who kind of played scared at times. But when I seen him in person, it was a whole different story. I never seen Vince Carter in person. It took me 20 plus years to actually see Vince Carter, and I wasn't able to see the Vince Carter that was the half man, half amazing Vince Carter. I had to see the 42 year old jump shooting, occasionally taking you to the basket, give you a give you a graze dunk, Vince Carter. So uh, sometimes TV just don't do you justice. Sometimes you got to actually go down there and actually um, experience it for yourself. Um, And sometimes it does you justice. Sometimes it is exactly what you expect it to be. Reggie Jackson had a a great game against Houston and then in New Orleans, he kind of stunk up the joint. Then against Atlanta, he kind of stunk up the joint. Um, Did I go to any other games? I went to the Rockets game. I went to the... Pelican game and then I went to the Hawks game I think there was only three games that I went to um, that, This year But You know I've been I've been screaming inconsistency, inconsistency for Reggie Jackson For the longest and He was inconsistent <laughs> But um that's what's Going on with the exclusive breakdown man That's what's going on with me Um I just felt like y'all guys needed To know that we 500 away from 10k 500 away From 10k um, I think we can get it. Um, I'm gonna do my best to make sure we hit it, and we just gonna keep moving. We gonna keep grinding, man. We gonna keep grinding. I'm trying to still in talks with Pandora about getting the show on there. 
you know, we we gonna make it happen. We gonna make it happen, man. We made we made iHeartRadio happen. We gonna make uh, Pandora happen, man. It's just a matter of trusting in what you got, trusting in what you got, and that's what I'm gonna do, man. So, um, what are we talking about, man? What are we talking about? Nineteen minutes deep. 19 minutes deep We ain't really touching To none of the conversations That we gonna touch on to So y'all already know What time it is man this, We might as well Just go ahead And get into this episode man It's time to get it going man What episode number is this? This might be 14 I think this is 14 We gonna say 14 And if I'm wrong I'm wrong Oh well Episode number 14 Of the show Where UPS once again has failed me. Let me tell you how they failed me this time. Check it out. So y'all know I've been, I've been, well y'all don't really know because I ain't really been, I ain't really been communicating with y'all like that. And I apologize. I know y'all miss me, man. It's all good. But UPS, I've been shopping. I've been trying to get my stuff together for Vegas, man. I've been trying to figure out how I'm gonna do it. What am I gonna bring? What am I gonna wear? And I said, I'm like, bro, I I got a clothing, I got a clothing line right now. What am I tripping about? What the heck? I'm gonna take the Vegas, take 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 your brand down there. So I'm taking Quiet Hustle with me, man. I'm bringing the Quiet Hustle merch with me, man. We gonna, I'm gonna make it pop, man. I'm gonna make it pop. We gonna we gonna, we gonna do some good things down there. We gonna be networking in more ways than one. I'm telling y'all, man, the bags will come to me because I'm not gonna let up. And even when you don't think I'm working, trust me, I'm always working. But anyways, in the midst of me trying to figure out what it is that I was going to take with me, what it is that I was going to bring with me to this Vegas trip, um, I already decided what I'm doing. I'm bringing 10 pair of shoes with me. I'm bringing 10 pair of shoes with me. I need 10 pair of shoes because I, I, I like selection. I need to be able to look into my bag and say, all right. This is what I got. Um, this is what I got. I need to do this, do that, do this, and do that. And sometimes I might not have the same. I might not have the same color combinations with a certain amount with a certain shoe. I might have a shirt. I might have a quiet hustle shirt. It might have my 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 one pair of shoes might go with it better than another pair of shoes. So I, I like selection when I when I go uh, when I do these trips. Look, I took eight pair of shoes with me to North Carolina. To, I mean, I mean to Vegas, but I ended up in North Carolina. So I had eight pair of shoes chilling in Vegas for three days, and I was stuck wearing one pair of shoes. So one pair of shoes I will not be taking. It's my barren nines because my barren nines give me a bad feeling that things bad are going to happen as I travel because those were my traveling shoes when I was going to Vegas. So the barren nines are going to stay at the crib. They're staying, but um, in the midst of that, I bought me- I bought the Mellow Nines. I've been looking for them shoes for the longest, and then I bought my LeBron Three Houston Oilers. And <clears throat> long story short, UPS sent me a message saying that they were supposed to bring the shoes on the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth is here. I'm waiting for the shoes. They sent me an email saying that they're gonna be here on the 29th Signature required. I'm not gonna be here. So hopefully, I can get these shoes. Cause if I don't have these shoes in my possession by tomorrow. What does Charles Barkley say? It's gonna be some furniture moving. Now, don't nobody stay here but me. 
But I'm gonna move some furniture around because I'm gonna be really, really upset because I've been wanting them shoes for so long and I need them in my hand so I can kiss them and hold them and caress them and smell inside of them and, 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 and take pictures with them. Take pictures of me licking the bottom of them like Fat Joe does with his kicks. I need that. I need that in my life. And I can't wait any longer to make that happen. I've already waited a week and an extra day. I'm not waiting no more. I'm not waiting no longer. They better be at my door before I leave this house at 3 o'clock. And at the door at 3 o'clock, we gonna have a problem. So UPS, man. I don't know what it, like I said, I don't know what it is with me. But we need to have a talk. <laughs> we, me and you, we need to have a discussion. So we need to make that happen immediately. Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm your host, Tom Ron Smith, a.k.a. Ron to Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandy, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandy, Folk Point Island, lock em up, Ron. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Going into his 30s, the boy is still Spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair, oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh, bro, look, I was looking at a wave video that I had did, like, maybe, like, month or so ago and I'm like dang man that boy's spinning then I was looking at my hair earlier today before I went out I'm like man that boy spinning dog I'm spinning even when I got the haircut there's this little this little, little light skin little light skin cutie in there she like ooh you cut his hair off and he still got waves I like his hair yeah yeah y'all already know what time it is y'all already know what time it is man but I'm still here, man. That's on the 360 live in the flesh, brother. And y'all already know what I come to do, man. I come to give y'all that Dylon Dillinger hot fire. That H E A T. Y'all already know how it go. So look, this probably gonna be a long one. I'm not gonna lie. This probably gonna be a nice long one. So if you if you one of them workout people, man, you need something to work out too. This is probably gonna be the episode for you. It's gonna be the episode for you because it's probably gonna be a lot for me to cover, man. And and I ain't already went 25 minutes deep talking nonsense. Not necessarily nonsense because y'all need to know what's going on with the exclusive breakdown, and y'all need to know everything else. So we gonna go ahead. We gonna get into this episode, man. Y'all already know what time it is. We gonna jump into. The first segment of the show, and that is that's how you feel. So let's get into it, man. You already know what time it is. Got him, coach. Episode number fourteen. Let's get it. Speak now, or I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't hold nothing, nothing back. back. In this week's, that's how you feel. All right, that's how you feel, man. First things first. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors. I ain't gonna lie, that was my second team going in. I didn't really have faith in the Bucks. And it's nothing against the Bucks. I just I I, I see I see uh, Coach Buzz rec, uh, resume in terms of playoffs, and 
You know, I just, I just, I just didn't feel it. At least not this year, man. But Milwaukee has a very promising future, man. Very promising future. Um, hopefully they can get Giannis back. Hopefully he doesn't pull a superstar type move and and, and leaves Milwaukee. I would love to see him stay in Milwaukee, just like I would like to see Kawhi stay in Toronto. Shout out to Kawhi for doing doing what he's doing, man. He led them boys to the finals. Like he led them to the finals, man. Nobody nobody had faith in them. I didn't even have faith in them because my pick from the East was Boston. And I mean he put in work and did what he needed to do. I hope he stays. I don't think he stays, but I really hope he stays, man. Cause look, I I I love I love what uh, Kawhi has brought to that team. So now they take on the Golden State Warriors. So um, look, uh, it's a lot of people that that's that's doubting uh, Toronto right now, saying Golden State is probably gonna sweep them. Golden State might pull it out in five. Maybe six. I don't see a lot of people seeing it being a seven game series. I think a lot of people seeing it being a quick series. But let me get y'all some facts, man. Remember, these teams played twice in the regular season, and Toronto won both games. They are 2 0 against the Golden State Warriors right now. And that's something that you can take into this series and be confident about. You've beaten the beast. You have experience to beat the beast And then think about it KD's not playing DeMarcus Cousins is going to be questionable For at least game one I don't know if he's going to be questionable For some the rest of the games in the series I feel like he's going to play Which like I, like I have been saying How serious is a quad injury Because when Triple H When Triple H was, was tearing his quad He was out for like 8 months 12 months Like he was out for like long periods of time. It might not have been that big of a tear. Like I think Triple H tore his off the bone or something like that. So it was like a, I don't know. But for Demarcus Cousins to talk about he's gonna play in the finals despite a torn freaking quad, that's that's crazy. But um, I don't know, man. I like I feel like this is Toronto's destiny. I feel like this is Toronto's destiny. I feel like. I feel like a lot of a lot of people has been doubting them all year. Um, they've been having to deal with the Kawhi uh, um, questions about is he staying, is he going all year. And I feel like this is their time. I like the Warriors. Don't get me wrong. I've been I've been a Warrior fan since Monte Ellis been there, and I probably been a bigger. I probably was a I was a Warrior fan when Baron Davis and Stephen Jackson. And and Al Harrington and Andres Beadris was running that was running with uh Don Nelson and they were scoring a hundred and something points a game and giving up just the same amount, just outscoring teams just enough to win. I was a fan when Baron Davis dunked on Andre Karolinko. So don't make me out to be one of these fans that just jumped on the bandwagon all of a sudden. I've been a fan of Golden State. Now they're not my favorite team. You already know where that go. That goes to my beloved Phoenix Suns, but um, and my beloved Denver Nuggets. Shout out to the Nuggets, man. We we gonna talk about y'all a little later, but um, look, quote me on this: the Raptors are winning in six. The Toronto Raptors are winning the NBA championship in six games. Look, the the writing's on the wall. 
Kawhi out there balling. Kyle Lowry is out there giving them actual effective minutes. Um, Van Fleet out there balling. He been balling since he had his uh, his uh, newborn. Pascal, Mark Gasol, Sergi Baca, Norman Powell, Danny Green. Like, look, the team is legit. The team is legit, and this is gonna be a pure offense versus defense type series. And I feel like Toronto got enough defensively to shut down Golden State offensively, and especially if Kevin Durant is not going to be playing. And you could probably take advantage of a very limited DeMarcus Cousins. Look, I got the Raptors in six, man. I got the Raptors in six. But enough about those two teams. Let's talk about the other teams that didn't make it to the NBA championship. So let's go into it, man. First off, first of all, I need I need some I need that sad, depressing days of our lives music to talk about these teams because that's the only way I'm gonna be able to talk about them without without uh sounding all gloomy. I mean, happy about the fact that you know they're not playing for the championship. So let me let me cue me up some of that days of our lives music. All right, there we go. So first off, we got to start off with the hometown team, Detroit Pistons, because they were the first team to be eliminated from the playoffs. Um, they were swept by the Bucks for well. And it was ugly. It was an ugly situation. So ugly that Blake Griffin had to come back and literally play on one leg. And he did well. He put up 24, 24 and a half, 6 and 6. Um, the death just wasn't enough for Milwaukee. Giannis pretty much did whatever he wanted. Uh, Brooke Lopez looked like Shaquille O'Neal mixed with Wilt Chamberlain, mixed with. Um, Dirk Nowitzki mixed with I mean he just looked mixed with a whole bunch of players like he took Andre Drummond so it was like a like the the episode of Space Jam where the Monstars took Sean Bradley's soul and Sean Bradley wasn't effective now granted he wasn't effective for his whole career but that's what it looked like it's like like they took Patrick Ewing's soul and Patrick Ewing was just like a like a bum out there that's how Andre looked like. He just lost all confidence. It, it was really, really ugly. Um, so where do you go from here, man? Because the Pistons are in a situation where they're not bad enough to rebuild, but they're not good enough right now to contend. So where do you go from here? What What are some of the What are some of the positive things that you can look at um, as you go into the off season? One thing that you can look at is you can look at the consistent play that Reggie Jackson actually played with in the playoffs. Um, he averaged seventeen point seven points and seven assists. He shot forty three percent from a uh, three point range. Very solid numbers, man. Like I said, Reggie Jackson is one of those. He's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde type player, man. You know, when he's good, he's he's definitely a, a tier a tier two point guard, like low tier two. But when he's bad, he's one of the worst. And he actually played really, really well against the Bucks. Really, really well. 43% from three-point range is actually very, very good for Reggie Jackson. Now, if you're if you're the Pistons, what do what do you take this as? Is do you take this as this is something that you can build on next season, or do you take this as um, Reggie Jackson playing well enough to increase his trade value to maybe go and trade him to maybe a Memphis to get Mike Conley? That remains to be seen, but um, he did some pretty good things out there, man, and. and I don't know. I think he's coming to the last year of his deal. So, I don't know what you do. I mean, you might can trade him. You you might want to keep him. 
but I, I think either way, I think I think the, the 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 base would be good either way. Especially if he's going to continue, if he's going to play like he did against the Bucks, I think I think the the, the Piston fan base would be okay with keeping Reggie Jackson around for a season and then kind of seeing where it goes after his contract is up. So that's one thing. The other thing we're going to talk about is Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard, uh, he got inserted into the starting lineup at the game too. And um, he averaged about 15 points and shot 60% from three-point range. Um, this is another positive sign for the Pistons, man, because one of the things that they really, really lacked was outside shooting. That's why they went and picked up Wayne Ellington. They didn't really have outside shooters like that. Reggie Jackson was inconsistent. Um, Blake Griffin, for him wanting to expand his range, he's not a really he's a below-average three-point shooter. Maybe you could say he's a good three-point shooter for his position, but overall, he's not really that great of a three-point shooter. And they didn't really have nobody coming off the bench doing Thon Demigod Maker, trash. Um, Ish Smith isn't a three-point shooter. Um, What's on the freaking team? (laughs) Jose, man, it it just wasn't that many three-point shooters on the team. Um, so for Luke Kennard to kind of uh, come out of come out of the, the 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 inconsistent slumps that he had during the season and actually put up a a pretty good playoffs, man, um, it, that was a, a positive sign to see if you're a Pistons fan. That's something you definitely want to see. Um, going forward, I mean, it's not really much they can do. They got the what 15 pick in the draft, so they'll probably get a, a nice player who could come in and maybe help, maybe not help. Maybe you send them down to the G League, but. It's not really much they can do unless they make trades. Um, you got to wonder if maybe Andre Drummond could possibly be on the block. Maybe a Blake Griffin could possibly be on the block. Because um, you know you got to start. You got to start thinking about the fact that you might not be one of the best teams in the East, so you might not be able to get out of the maybe the first or the second rounds with with the core that you have right now. So maybe you need to go ahead and just. Strip it down and you know rebuild and try to start from there. Um, I I just don't like the fact, man. They they had the solid team. Tobias Marcus Morris, like they had a solid team and they just blew it all up. Now, but shout out to Blake Griffin for making third team All NBA. Um, when you look at the fact that Blake Andre and Reggie all when they played together, they played 500 basketball. And one of the knocks that a lot of people said, well. They only played about four or five games together last year, so let them play a season together and see what they can do. They're about a five hundred. They're about a five hundred core together. Um, the Pistons have about eight to nine million. They can um, bring in somebody. I think that's mid level exception. Um, Tyreek Evans was a nice option, but you know he's not going to be around for at least a couple years. Um, stay off the weed. It might not have been weed, but stay off the weed. <laughs> So, you know, they got that, and then they got the biannual exception, which is about $2.5 million. So, there's little money to, to possibly bring in players to help um, maybe continue what you have or whatever it is that you want to do. So, that's something that the Pistons are going to have to worry about. Um, but right now, it's just it's just weird because they're, they're not bad enough to want to rebuild, but they're not good enough to say, all right, we can get them next year. So, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Pistons. Orlando, Orlando was taken out by Toronto, four-one. Um, they surprised a lot of a lot of people when they won Game One. 
in Toronto. And then they went on to lose four straight. Um, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, that whole, they got a nice young core there, but uh, Vucevic is going to be a free agent. So you got to see what's going to happen with him. A uh, possibility that he does leave, which pretty much is just like, it's just like a, it's like a thing with Orlando big men that are really, really good. They just leave. Shaq left, Dwight left, Vucevic is probably going to leave. Um, and they're going to be missing the guy who puts up 20 and 12. Um, in the, in the five game series, he was shut down to 11 and eight. Just not what you want. Not, not what you want from a guy that you potentially are going to pay max money to. Aaron Gordon, guy who put up about 16 points in the regular season, um, kind of was at that same pace, about 15 points in the playoffs. You want, maybe you wanted a little more for him, but, um, the, the main questions for, for, um, Orlando is going to be is, Vucevic is going to return. Now the Magic can offer him more years and more money, but I mean, it's Orlando, and if, if if he get a call from LA from LeBron telling him that he want him to come there, you better believe he gonna go there. Um, they got Mo Bamba. They they drafted Mo Bamba in the uh, draft with the fifth or sixth pick, I think it was one of them two, and uh, he showed a little bit of promise in the forty seven games that he played. Average about six points, five rebounds on the block, um, but he got injured. He injured, injured his right tibia, so you don't know if you can turn over the center keys over to Mo Bamba because right now he doesn't have the um, the clean bill of health. He doesn't have that. Um, he got the in two K. He got the he got the red. He got the red around his um, certain parts of his body because he, he he has the potential to get injured. So. I think Vucevic is going to be the guy. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure he comes back. And um, it's just going to be interesting to see will he come back. Like I said, the Magic can offer him more money. But it's just going to be a matter of does he want to continue to possibly play for 7th, 8th seed um, playoffs, first round exits. Or does he want to probably go to the West with the Lakers who got money. And you know, build with with LeBron and, and and contend for possible championships if LeBron can come back to the LeBron that we know. Um, another question would be, do they keep Terrence Ross? Terrence Ross played really, really well, really, really well. In the year before, he played twenty four games and averaged eight points. Um, he played in eighty one games this year and averaged fifteen points. Shot twenty two percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three. Um. Still a guy who brought consistent minutes to the team in the playoffs. He averaged about 13 points. Uh, Terrence Ross is going to get paid. He's going to get paid somewhere. Uh, he's a 3 and D guy. He's a really he's a guy who's a spark plug off the bench. He's going to be able to give you a lot of good things. I don't think Orlando is going to be able to keep him and sign Vucevic. Um, I don't know if they got bird rights on him or not, but that's going to be interesting to see. But uh, Terrence Ross is going to be a guy who's going to attract a lot of money from from somewhere, and uh, somebody's going to pay him really, really well. And Orlando might not have the 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 capital to be able to match what another team is going to be able to pay him. Next up with the Magic, Markel Folks, do, do are you prepping him to be the starter? I mean, he set out the whole year just about. Um, trying to get his confidence and his shooting touch together. DJ Augustine is a very solid starter, but you gotta take the you gotta take the card out on folks to see what he can be, what he's able to do. I don't think it's fair to label him label him as a bust now, 
because he just really hasn't played that much. He's been hurt. And if he continues to stay hurt, then yeah, you could probably label him. But he just it, it's been it's been hurt. Him being hurt and just him lacking confidence. I think him going like what in the previous episode I said that Markel Fultz would probably benefit from to going benefit going to Orlando because DJ Augustine is a very solid uh, point guard who he can learn under. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. But their their whole summer is going to be based upon if they can get Vucevic back, if they can get Terrence Ross back for the right amount of money. But if they can't get those two back, then you know Orlando's is going to be in that same situation they were they was in, where they're just going to be once again rebuilding, trying to figure it out, um, letting the young players develop, losing all these games, and that's just what it's going to be. They shocked a lot of team. They shocked a lot of people this year by winning forty two games. Nobody had them winning forty two games. Nobody. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is one of the most intriguing teams in the NBA right now because their they rebuild has been super accelerated due to the geniusness of Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks. So shout out to them, man. They, they're, they're doing some really, really good things between um, D'Angelo Russell and Alan Crabb and Spencer Ditwitty. They got him back for a pretty, pretty good amount. Um, Karis LeVert. Like it's it's a it's a lot to be happy about in Brooklyn, man. So uh where do they go? First thing starts, they need to bulk up that front court. I think a Julius Randle to Brooklyn, that'd be a nice move. That'd be a nice move. Team him up with D you get that LA connection back again. Um players who've been in the league a little longer, who's developed their game a little better. And who can who's very very good at what they do? D'Lo was an All Star. Julius Randle could have been an All Star if he was in the East. Um, I think you team them two up with with what they have now. They gon' they can do some damage. A double can be just as effective as a home run. And what I mean by that is, yes, Kyrie's out there. Yes, Kevin Durant's out there. Hey hey hey, even Clay Thompson out there. Maybe they got a shot at him. But look. It's a lot of nice second tier people or guys who you might not consider to be legit just superstars like a Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, um, Nikola Vucevic. Like there's guys like that that are out there that you can go and get and build with this young core and still be good, still be better off. Um, don't feel as if if you lose out on the KD sweepstakes or the Kyrie sweepstakes, then it's over. That's not necessarily the case. Man, it's a lot of talent out there in that free agency pool. And Brooklyn can clean up and, and be a really, really, really good team. Um, stay the course. You know, you got D'Lo developing into what he's developing into. Dinwiddie's a nice piece. The Vert's a nice piece. Joe Harris, he plays his role very well. Jared Allen, he's very, very good. Got to go in the weight room, hit the weights a little bit. Um, but once once he put that once he put more muscle and strength on him, man, he's gonna be a problem. And they got the cap on to make some moves. Brooklyn's in a nice position, man, and you got to give them credit because when that trade happened for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and they lost all them first round picks, it looked just so bleak. And it was a it was a situation where it was a rebuild that people were like, oh, this is gonna be like a five six year rebuild, but it wasn't that. You guys came out there and, and proved everybody wrong. Utah. I call this team the most boring team in the NBA despite having one of the most exciting players in the league in Donovan Mitchell. Look, Houston, Houston, Utah series, I, I, I called it. I said if Houston hits shots, 
Utah ain't gonna be able to go point for point for him. If Houston don't hit shots and Utah hit enough shots, their defense can carry them to to some wins. Now they defense carrying them to one win, but Houston's offense carried them to four wins. And um, you look at they 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 got a prom they got a promising future. They got some nice young pieces, man. But they need some shooting. They need some shooting. They brought Kyle Korver in. He wasn't he wasn't really that effective. And you know Donovan Mitchell. You know, he, he struggled for the early part of the year, so he kind of came to his own, and even then, it was just kind of average. Uh, Ricky Rubio isn't the greatest of three-point shooters. Joe Ingles had a down year from three. Um, go bearing favors. Don't even count them out. Don't even count them to be three-point shooters. Uh, so they need some shooting. They need to bring some guys in who can, who can shoot the ball. They need to bring some guys who can shoot the ball in. They got to bring in another piece. It's, it's been rumored that they've been... Um, Rumored to Mike Conley, I think that'd be dope. I think they can free up some. They can free up some good money. They can free up about twenty-two uh, million uh, with Rubio, Udo, and Cephalosha coming off the books. They can probably free up some more money if they can trade. If they can um, get a trade off of Dante Exum, so they can they can free up some legit money. So we'll see if they if they go after somebody a free agency. Utah isn't a preferred destination for free agents, but. You know, if you got money, you can throw it around. Um, it, it's a possibility. And like I said, Mike Conley with um, Memphis winning the draft and possibly taking Ja, Ja Morant. He's probably going to be on the move. And Utah could possibly uh, bring him in. So, like, it's just going to be them bringing in another scorer for Donovan Mitchell. I think that's the, that's the thing that they got to worry about this summer. San Antonio. San Antonio took the Nuggets to seven games. Didn't expect that. A lot of people expected San Antonio to win. Wasn't expecting them to take them to seven games. I thought it was going to be over in six maybe for Denver, but they fought hard. The thing with San Antonio that you probably got to look forward to is probably health. DeJounte Murray got hurt with an ACL injury and missed the whole year. Then they had guys like Lonnie Walker miss time. They, they just, you know, they had they had a significant amount of people who missed time with injury, but it allowed guys like Brian Forbes and Derrick Wright um, to step up and show that they can be contributing factors to teams to where when those guys do come back, they have a they have an interesting position because they could possibly trade those guys and get more assets in however they want to do it. You know how San Antonio do it. Rudy Gay is going to be a big question. Rudy Gay came into the season, he averaged 14 points, shot 50 percent from the field and 40 percent from three point line. He's a guy who's going to command some money. I feel like he's the guy that's going to command some money. Um, he still has a lot in the tank, apparently, and he's the guy that that a team that a contending team who needs that one piece. Are they they're gonna look at it and say, hey, we need to bring in a Rudy guy? So uh, that's something that's gonna be interesting, man. The 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 core. You get Mur- you're gonna get Murray back. You're gonna get Walker back. He's gonna be better. The core is interesting. It's so interesting because you would look at that team and you would probably say they're like a maybe like an AFC. And they were a seven seed, but I feel like Popovich. Popovich is one of those guys who's gonna get the most out of the players, so they're always gonna be in contention for maybe one of them top four or five seeds. Um, so, like I said, I wouldn't even say go after somebody major. Just stay your course. Let your young guys develop. You know, let Demar do his thing. Let Lamarcus do his thing. Because Greg Popovich, he's gonna coach them guys up to be able to be the best team that they can possibly be for the Clippers. 
The LA Clippers, man, they're coming into the offseason after taking Golden State to six games. Shout out to Jerry West, one of the best executives out there, man. He has this team looking very, very, very good. Shout out to Doc Rivers. I've always said that Doc Rivers was an overrated coach. Definitely not overrated because he really put in work and he really got those guys looking great. Look at he made them guys look really, really good between Sweet Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and uh, Patrick Ver- Beverly, Shaw Gildress, Alexander, Danilo Gallinari came into his own. You know, they traded for Zubox, got him from the Lakers. This team is, is really, really looking good, and they got some money to play with, um, possibly to go after a Kawhi, possibly to go after a KD. But they got, they got, they got some money to play with. And it's going to be interesting to see how they are going to build their roster. You can't say nothing negative about this team, honestly, because they, they did everything right. They they built it the right way. You know, they, they got all the bad contracts out. Not only did they get all the bad contracts out, they got guys who wanted to come into the situation and who just wanted to prove themselves. Harold wanted to prove himself. Uh, Beverly wanted to prove himself. You had all these guys who was in that, involved in that CP3 trade. Who are making sweet contributions to this team and who's gonna make continue to make sweet contributions to the team. And you, you just have nothing negative to say. They got the cap room, you know, they got the coach, they got the they got the the, the solidarity in the front office. The Clippers are looking good, man. I'm I'm very excited to see what they're gonna do in the offseason. Houston. Houston is a team. They took Golden State to six games. Ended up succumbing to the Warriors. This CP3 trade is looking more terrible as it goes along. I, I stated that it was going to be, I, I felt like it was going to be some kind of friction between James Harden and Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul is an old school type of point guard, which means he has to have the ball in his hands. James Harden is a new school type of player, which means that the offense is built around him, which means that he's going to have the ball for 23 seconds to go one on one and pick and roll and do whatever. It was going to clash, and it, apparently it clashed at the end of the Game 6 loss to the Golden State Warriors. And when you look at it now, Chris Paul is making about, what, $30, $40 million? He's 34 years old. He That, that, that Supermax contract has, is going gonna, gonna to cripple Houston for, for, for a nice little minute, man. James Harden ain't getting no younger. That whole core ain't getting no younger. Between Eric Gordon, Gerald Green, Nene... The only young piece that you could probably say is probably Clint Capella and maybe House. But other than that, it ain't really a lot of young, solid pieces that you could say you could build around and say that this is what it is. Mike D'Antoni's going to get another chance. Um, honestly, I think he's really the only coach that you know can possibly coach the roster that they have because I don't think another coach is going to be able to touch it. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see what goes for with the, with the uh, Rockets. The Nuggets... They lost in seven games to the Trailblazers, and the only thing that I can say for them going into the offseason is just keep getting better. I mean, they got the young pieces. The young pieces is between Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. They're going to have to decide what they want to do with Paul Millsap. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be coming, um, coming and, and be able to give them some contributing minutes. Will Barton. He's gonna, you know, do some things. I mean, they they have the they have the most talent in the West, deep 
at every single position. They were young, so a lot of people really didn't expect them to really go far. But sometimes fail failure is your best lesson, man. It, it teaches you the best. That it, it teaches you the most. So um, I'm excited to see what Denver does. I'm pretty sure they're going to make some um, some good moves going forward. Boston, Boston lost in five games. Let me down. They, I think their offseason is going to be dependent on Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie walks, I don't think Anthony Davis goes to the Celtics. I don't think they make that trade. If Kyrie resigns, I see Anthony Davis possibly going to the Celtics. And they gotta resign Marcus Morris. They need Marcus Morris. He's like the the leader, the heart and soul of that team. Along him and Marcus Smart, they they bring the toughness to that team. Portland, Portland surprised me because I didn't have them making the playoffs. I think I don't think I had them as an eighth seed. They made third seed and made the Western Conference Finals before getting swept by the Warriors. Look, I still don't like their roster. And I feel like they still going to have to trade one of them backcourt mates. And they're definitely not trading Dane. So it's going to have to be CJ. CJ is going to have to be traded. CJ is going to have to be the number one guy somewhere else. They're going to need a complimentary piece for Dame Lillard. Especially with Nurkic possibly missing the, uh, the, the upcoming season. With that gruesome injury that he experienced. With Canner and Rodney Hood and Steph Curry possibly being on the move. Showing their worth in the playoffs and showing their worth over the course of the season, I think they're going to garner some. They're going to garner some good money, so I don't think they're going to be sticking around. Dame is probably going to sign the super match, which is probably the best thing. I mean, he's been loyal to that organization where everybody goes and joins forces and plays in big markets to, if you know, promote the brand and, and do more for the brand, which ain't a bad thing. But you know. Sometimes you got to be loyal to those who are loyal to you. And that's what Dame is doing. So, shout out to Dame if he does sign that Supermax. He really does deserve it, man. At the end of the day, they just got to find balance. They just got to find balance, man. It's just it's, it's too many average or below average players on that roster. And that's a big, big shout out to Terry Stops for being able to get them guys to be able to do what they need to do. But it's just it's it's not enough to to continue to compete in the West because teams is gonna continue they're gonna get better they're gonna get better man if KD if KD walks out on the Warriors you've seen what they're able to do without KD so they're still gonna be there Denver is gonna be there um, OKC is gonna be there for the regular season playoffs that's a whole other thing so the teams are gonna get better man Phoenix is gonna get better Sacramento they show potential. The Lakers are going to get better. So it's all these teams is going to get better, man. And the, the Blazers, they just going to keep falling down the, uh, the trail. So they got to they gotta do something. They got to bring some more pieces in there to help uh, Dame um, continue the success of making the playoffs. And last but not least, we are going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks who lost in six games to the Toronto Raptors. Giannis. Probably going to win MVP. Eric Bledsoe or Malcolm Brogdon. Tough, gritty backcourt. All-around play from Chris Middleton. Uh, shooting from Miritich to Ilyasova. George Hill gave him uh, good minutes off the up the bench. Brooke Lopez has once, once, once again redefined his career. One of the best shooting big men in the league. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what happens, man. But they got to resign. They got to resign Middleton. And they got to resign Meritage. 
you can get a cheap. I think you can get a cheaper option for Brook Lopez. You probably can get like a Dwayne Dem, and Dwayne Dem is gonna be a free agent. He's probably gonna be a cheaper option for Milwaukee. But you gotta resign Middleton. I think Middleton, Middleton complements Giannis very, very well. Uh, Middleton is a guy who could probably be a, a solid number one option, but he's a very, very good number two option. And that's what you need. You need guys who can play their role. Meritich is a burner from three. You need guys like that. And and that's what it is. You you need guys like that. You need shooters around Giannis because Giannis game hasn't really really been defined yet. He he's he's not hitting that outside shot consistently, so I don't think he can really keep the defense at honest. So you need guys when he gets down to the paint and they start collapsing the paint, kick it out to somebody, they hit the three. But that's something I think Giannis is gonna work on. Um, he's gonna work on that three point shot. He averaged 27, 27, 12, and six in the season, 24, 12, and five in the playoffs. Um, he's gonna get better, man. You, you see the transformation he's he's experienced from his rookie year to now. His game has gotten so much better. So he's gonna continue to work on his game, and it's gonna be the best thing for him, man. And we've covered every team. And when the Raptors or the Warriors lose, we'll talk about their own season. But we can't talk about it now because they're still playing. Thursday, game one. Can't wait. Let's go into let's go into logically correct, man. We, I want to talk about the NBA draft, man. So let's get into it. There's the right way, the wrong way, and Daytona's way. Which could be a combination of the right way and the wrong way to you, but in his eyes, it's always the right way. Here's this week's logically correct because he says so. Alright, so logically correct. So I watched the NBA draft lottery, and I actually love what Games and Zones did. I watched a um, variation, Bleacher Report. I watched a variation of the um, the draft lottery, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was hilarious, man. LeBron, LeBron, a trip. <laughs> they had Frank Kaminsky on there. LeBron was going off on all the other teams, and Frank Kaminsky was like, "Do us," and he was like, "No." <laughs> And that was hilarious, man. Games is on. I love that. I, 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 I like that little series that they do on there. But, um, so I'm watching this, man, and I, I picked up four things that 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 I wanted to talk about about the, this draft lottery, man. The first thing I picked up is how rigged the NBA is. The Lakers was not supposed to have one of them top four picks. They wasn't supposed to have one of them top four picks. All of a sudden, they magically worked their way into the top four. That was crazy. Like I just, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that it happened the way that it, that was supposed to happen. I feel like the NBA realizes that LeBron James, him not being in the playoffs, is gonna make the ratings collapse. So they're gonna do everything in their power to make sure that talent gets in LA, so that LeBron can compete for a championship and be in the playoffs. That's all that was. They rigged. They rigged that. Uh, they rigged that lottery, man. How is it that Phoenix is the numbers? How does Phoenix get the number six pick? How? They're terrible. Phoenix. Phoenix is horrible. We need a top four pick. We needed that number two pick because we need Ja. We wanted Ja. I wanted Ja for Phoenix, but we wasn't able to do that, man. So NBA. NBA is definitely rigged, man, for for getting the Lakers one of them top four picks. I just talked about it with Phoenix. They getting the number six pick. Rigged. They should have got at least a top three pick. They needed a top three pick. Oh, 
This is going to be a very interesting offseason. It started off well. You hire Monty Williams. Good job, Phoenix. But this is going to be a very interesting offseason, man. I've been hearing rumors about Drew Holiday possibly being traded to Phoenix. Let, let's, let's make something happen, man. Let's make something happen. Phoenix is on the cups. Heck, I even say, you know what? Trade that number six pick and get, get, a, get a point guard, man. Get a point guard in there. Get, a, get an experienced point guard because that's what you need. Devin Booker should not be your point guard. I don't care what James Harden do. Devin Booker should not be your point guard. Hey, you got young pieces. Get Josh Jackson out of here, man. We, we, we'll ride with TJ. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, Dragon Bender. You know, we, we we got the pieces, man. So let's 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 try to make this happen, man. Because we we need to make the playoffs this year. I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of having to defend Phoenix. <laughs> Atlanta, man. Atlanta, one of them up and coming teams, man. They 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 got the nice pieces. Trey Young's established himself as a guy who's going to be a problem. John Collins established himself as a guy who's going to be a problem. They got nice pieces in Torian Prince, Kevin Horder, um, and 15 shot Spellman. And they got the 8th and the 10th pick coming up. So they can they can package them picks, get an, a, another veteran in there, or they can get two more young pieces to go with their young core. They got cap room. They can make a, they can make a splash in free agency. So Atlanta's going to eat very, very well. And New York. New York, New York, man. New York gets the third pick, which means they're not going to get Zion. And there's a lot of people that's really, really butthurt about that. Mainly everybody from New York because they wanted the first pick. And they haven't had the first pick in years. Despite them getting a very, very good player and probably uh, possibly RJ Barrett, they wanted Zion. And they're not going to get him. He's probably going to go to the Pelicans. And that's what I experienced from the draft. So, let's get into the topic of the week, man. I don't even think I got a... I ain't got no buffer for topic of the week. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what buffer I'm going to use. I wanted to use Heat of the Week, but they got add some fire to your sneaker collections. So I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, I don't know. Whatever this buffer is, I'll have it fixed by the next time I'm on the mic, man. So let's 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 play whatever I'm gonna play. Sit back and relax. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. Alright, so this week, I think last last week we talked about the WM I mean last episode we talked about the WNBA. We talked about how the women should be getting paid more than what they're getting. This week, I wanted to go back into my Desktop publishing days When I did this magazine called The Rock It was a sports magazine And in the magazine I did a mock interview With a guy That was projected To be a first round pick In the 2000 In 2002 NBA draft Didn't make it Ended up playing um, In the development league Then going over to the CBA Going to play overseas a little bit and that is none other than Lenny Cook. Lenny Cook was the guy. He was the guy in NYC, man. Pretty sure a lot of people have not heard of Lenny Cook. I mean, if you are a basketball enthusiast, you've definitely heard of Lenny Cook. But overall, people who maybe just watch the NBA just for people that is in the league now, they they probably never heard of Lenny Cook. But Lenny Cook was, at one point in time, the number one player in the nation. 
He was better than LeBron James. He was better than Carmelo Anthony. He was the number one player in the nation, man. And he deserved it. He was a 6'6", 206, scoring and rebounding machine. Dude averaged 30 points and 15 rebounds freshman year. He was a freshman of the year, man. And he went on to win the MVP of the ABCD camp, which was one of the most prolific camps before it closed down. The camp that held players such as LeBron and Carmelo and Joe Kim Noah and Raymond Felton and Kyrie Irving. It was it was one of them. It was one of the elite camps out there, man. Lenny, Lenny was the guy, man. Lenny was the guy. He was he he was that guy. He went to a school in New York, and he was taken in by his guardian, and was transferred to North Valley Regional High School in New Jersey. Where he put up another solid year Which made him the number one player in the country That year he battled a kid By the name of LeBron James And him and LeBron Had a nice little battle But LeBron ultimately Won that game And it was a game that Lenny Cook that Didn't even play bad in Lenny Cook had a nice game But LeBron just took over the game And, and, and took the game from him and a lot of people say that game shattered Lenny Cook's confidence. Not the fact that he was a guy who didn't want to attend school. He didn't want to. He didn't want to do the the ACTs and all that other stuff to attend colleges. And he had colleges looking at him. Colleges like Ohio, uh, Ohio State, uh, UNC, Seton Hall, St. John's. Like he had all of these schools looking at him, man. And he didn't want to put in the, the, the work outside of basketball to make those dreams happen. Ultimately, he was declared ineligible, ended up going to a school um, in Flint, in Flint, Michigan. The only competition can, the only competition that he could play in was like in tournaments. And that was it. He had the opportunity, like I said, he had the opportunity to go to these schools. He decided against it, declared himself for the 2002 NBA draft, and he went undrafted. By the time his senior year was over, he was the number one. He was the number four player ranked in the, in the country, and he had such an aura about him that any school would have been able to take him on and make him a better player to be able to have the maybe possibly have the career that LeBron James has now. But that's what happens, man. Sometimes you let arrogance get to you when you are the guy. You are the guy. You walk around. You are the man. You every everybody is is doing everything for you. You got all the yes men in the world who's doing whatever, and you let that get to your head, man. That's the that's the beginning of the end. Because the minute the minute you 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 lose focus, because you think you got it all, when 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 you're humbled to make you realize that you don't have it all, them people them same people that was your yes man. Ain't gonna ride with you like they once did. They gonna dip. They gonna dip a bottle shoot, man. And they gonna make you. They gonna. They gonna move on to the next thing. So you you got you gotta watch your arrogance, man. You gotta watch your arrogance. You could be the nicest person in the world, but one thing can catastrophically change everything. Everything. And for Lenny Cook, it was that game against LeBron James, and the fact that he didn't want to go to school, so he was academically ineligible. 
And the fact that he everybody he went against everybody's wishes and he went to the school out in Flint. And it was the fact that he didn't go to college. He didn't take advantage of the fact that he had offers from other um other universities and he decided to go to the NBA draft. And when he got when he declared himself, he didn't do all the pre-draft workouts. He didn't work out for teams. He just basically went off word. A yes man. Somebody who told him, "Oh, I spoke with such and such amount of teams And there's 8, 9, 10 teams That are interested in taking you in the first round And that's when he went off of And when it didn't happen Now you gotta scramble Now you gotta, now you gotta try to refine their place And that's what happened with Lenny Cook man. Hard work beats talent When talent doesn't work hard Lenny Cook was a talented kid 30 and 15 20, 20 points here 20 points there Number one player in the country MVP of the, uh, of the camp he had all of the talent to be one of the best, but he didn't have the drive. He didn't have. He didn't realize that it, it was other. It was other things that you had to do to make sure that you took advantage of the talent that you do have. Like I got all the talent in the world on the mic, but if I don't utilize it, if I don't, if 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 I if I go consistently, if I go. Two months, three months, four months, five months, six months without doing nothing on the mic. I'm not utilizing my talent the best way that I can. I'm, I'm, I'm procrastinating. And that's one thing. You don't want to be a procrastinator. You don't want to be that guy. Like, you know, man, I think the main thing with him, man, just watching the auto just watching the documentary, it was really, really sad to see. Because you just, you've seen a guy... But just all all of this potential, man, and he just couldn't he couldn't take it uh he couldn't take advantage of it. He couldn't take advantage of it. He got in his own way. He got in his own way. And that's why you, you gotta watch who you hang out with. You gotta watch the company that you keep because people really don't have your best interests at heart. And what I mean by that is people People will ride with you when they see if they see something that they can benefit off of. So with all that was going on, I'm pretty sure a lot of people knew that it was probably best for him to go to college. Hell, I'm even sure Lenny Cook knew that it was best for him to go to college. He hadn't played in a year. He hadn't played competitively in a year. You know what I'm saying? People aren't really seeing him play. The, the last taste of what they got was him being out outplayed by a junior and, and, and being outplayed by LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure people knew that his best step would be for him to go to school and, and take advantage of the school thing. But when like I said, when you you he hired you look when people say they got money for you. That's where everybody go for. Forget everything else. Go where the money is, which isn't a bad thing, especially if you're in a in a in a, in a situation where you where you're struggling. Man, you got to go where the money is. You got to go where the cash is. But at the same time, you got to be smart about it. You got to be smart about what it is that you do. And a lot of in, in this situation, he wasn't smart about it. He 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 got around people who wanted him to do certain things. And he took that to heart And he felt that he was the man And it came back and it bit him It came back and it, it, it bit him It's sad 
it's sad that he went undrafted. He went and played in the uh, National Basketball Development League. And he played in the USBL. He tried out for the Boston Celtics and the Seattle Sonics. And that was the only taste of NBA success that he ever had. Um, He played in the Summer League game against LeBron. And as soon as LeBron entered the game, they took him out because they felt he was going to go. He was going to try to go too hard one-on-one with LeBron and and lose the, the team game. And it was a guy, he was a guy, he averaged 21 and 9 um, in the PBA. No, he averaged 20, 28 and 9 playing for the Brooklyn Kings in the USBL. Um, he averaged 16 and 7 playing in China. So he had the talent. He just ain't had a, the, the, the work ethic and the attitude to make it happen. And I don't care what it is, man. I don't care what it is. If you ain't got the work ethic and the grind to make it happen, it's not gonna happen. Like LeBron, LeBron's surrounded himself with 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 people, with with good people who wanted his best interests at heart. And you see that you see how LeBron, how successful LeBron is on pace to be the first billion dollar athlete. You see what Melo doing. You know, Melo ain't in the league right now, but you know his name still holds weight. People still craving for Melo. People still want Melo in the league. People still believe Melo can do some some vicious out there. Lenny Cook had all of the, the the talent and the abilities to make it happen, but simply just didn't make it happen because he let his ego get the best of him. And he had to be humbled quick. And he couldn't be humble. He, he he couldn't get humbled enough. I mean, he ultimately ended up messing up both of his uh, ended up injuring both of his quad Achilles, and his career is over. Now he's the guy telling people don't make the same mistakes that he did. Take your butt to school. Make sure you go to school. Make sure that you're doing everything that you need to do to be a better player. Make sure you're listening to the coaches. Make sure don't let your head get that big to where you feel you are bigger than the team. Don't be that guy. And that's something that everybody can translate in life. Don't don't feel that because you do something because you make a certain amount of money or you got a certain amount of fame or whatever. Don't let it get to your head, cause this is just as hard, just as just as just as much as you have to grind to get it, man. It's very very easy for you to lose it and have to start all over. So don't let don't let it get to your head. Don't let it get to your head because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, and and and, and that's a that's a true reality that we all gotta live through. So I would suggest people to watch the documentary. It's a really, really deep documentary, man. And it really, honestly, it wasn't much for me to talk about basketball-wise with Lenny Cook because it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough basketball for me to really, really explain. He was one of the best players in high school. When he graduated, he was the number one, number four player in the in the country. He went undrafted. He played in the USBL, the PBA. He played in China. 
He, he had two stints with the NBA. He tried out for the Boston Celtics Summer League team. And he, he tried out for the uh, Seattle Supersonics uh, Summer League team. He didn't make it. He went back, got hurt, ended his career. And that's what it was. And that's what it is. Now he's a guy, motivational speaker. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Because I think he knew that he made mistakes. And I think he knew that if he would have did certain things different, we'd be talking about a whole different Lenny Cook. Probably talking about Lenny Cook in the finals right now. But now he has to be the, the, the unfortunate tale that just because you talented at something don't mean that you you can you can slack off in any other aspect, man. You still got to go after it. And that's the episode, man. Golly, an hour and 22 minutes. This is probably the longest episode I ain't did in a minute. Man, I don't know how I'm going to edit this, man. It's about to be a journey. But um, I'm going to have fun doing it, man. Shout out to the new patron. Keela, appreciate your donation. Appreciate your patronage. I appreciate it. We we gonna continue to grow strong and make it happen from there. So uh, thank you for your for your contribution to the brand. And I'm hoping that possibly as things continue to roll, that donation gets bigger and better. But you know what? I'll take what you give me right now. Because I'm not a salty person. <laughs> but that's it, man. I'm about to be up out of here, man. Y'all already know what time it is. I am Tyrone Smith, Rone 2, exclusive Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, Lock Em Up, Rone. Daytona 360 signing off. And I will holler at y'all on. Hold on. I'll holler at y'all in two weeks, man. Thanks for listening. Your support just helped the show get closer to that bag. For more info on the show, hit up Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Exclusive Breakdown. Talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.